You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Heavens here, where two or more are gathered, there I am in the midst. There I am in the midst. That's why we're, we're meeting together. So it says this, and the, the title of my message tonight is The Strength Stealer. It says, and afterward it happened that he loved a woman. This is talking about Samson. That he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah. If you're dating a girl and her name is Delilah, my, 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 Del- probably a good idea to avoid her. The lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, entice him and find out where his, somebody, find out where his strength lies. And by what, by what means we may overpower him that we may bind him to afflict him. And every one of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver will make you very rich. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where your great strength lies and with what may you be bound to afflict you. And Samson said to her, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dry, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So the Lord of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried. And she bound him with them. Now the men were lying in wait, staying with her in the room. And she said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. The secret of his strength was not known. I want you to know right there is a snapshot into the, the devil's plans. The devil wants to know the secret of the strength. Why does he want to know the secret? So he can remove it. The devil is a strength stealer. Now come with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 10. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 10. The priest Ezra is speaking. And he said to them in Deuteronomy 8, verse 10, excuse me, did I say Deuteronomy? Nehemiah 8, verse 10. I'm so sorry. I think I'm confusing the guys there. Nehemiah 8, verse 10. Forgive me. Nehemiah 8, verse 10. Nehemiah 8, verse 10. It's, the, it's Ezra speaking. Ezra is the priest. Then he said to them, go your way. Eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your come on somebody the joy of the Lord is your the joy of the the devil is a joy thief the devil is a joy thief he wants to steal your joy because where your joy is your strength is strength and joy go hand in hand when somebody when somebody is in their strength their joy can I tell you the one of the greatest ways to get your joy back is to start singing, is to start worshiping. Where joy is, strength is. Where there's an absence of joy, there's an absence of strength. When I feel overwhelmed, when I feel overpowered, the last feeling, the last emotion that I have is joy. But when I know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, when I know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, joy, 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 down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart, do stay. Joy begins to flow. Can I just tell you, one of the keys in my life is I sing my way to happiness. I sing my way back into joy. What songs are you putting on? If you're putting, if you're putting, if you're putting gangster rap, if you're putting, I like big bus and I can't, if you're putting, that's that. Now it may be funny, but it's not going to bring joy. You want to sing songs that bring joy. He's a promise maker. 
He's a promise keeper. You, you want to sing songs that he, he split the sea and you could walk right through it. You want to sing songs that God is for you, not against you. That he lights up the darkness. That he is on your side. Let me, let me finish on this and then I want to pray for people. In Acts chapter 3, there's a magnificent story. In Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, they get filled with the Holy Ghost, speak in tongues. Tonight, if you do not yet have the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you're going to receive that in just a few moments. We're going to do a couple of things. That, that's one of them. But Acts chapter 3, the Bible says, Peter and John decide to go up to the temple at the hour of prayer. Now, Jesus is already in heaven. He sat down at the right hand of the Father, tagged the Holy Ghost, said, you're it. Holy Ghost comes down, falls on the day of Pentecost. Everyone, Shabbat, they start speaking in languages they never learned. Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem till you receive power. You can't see power. But they knew they received power. They were speaking in tongues. Acts chapter 3, they turn up to the gate of the temple called Beautiful. And the Bible says that there at the gate of this temple was a man that they laid daily at the gate since he was a baby. So since this guy was born, he was born crippled. He was born deformed. And every day they would lay him at the, the entrance of the temple. And he, when he sees Peter and John, he lifts up his cup. And Peter and John are walking and they see this guy. This wasn't their first rodeo. This wasn't their first prayer meeting. Many times in the Gospels, they went with Jesus into the temple. This man was laid daily at that same gate where they passed with Jesus. I wonder how many times I thought, wow, Jesus, Jesus, what about Jesus? You missed, there was, another, there was a guy. I wonder how many times they walked past. Why, why? Why would Jesus leave him there? Because Jesus knew the boys are going to get it. How did he know the boys are going to get it? He left him there on purpose. Because as they're entering the temple, they see this guy that they've seen for the three years that they were with Jesus. They see him and he lifts up his cup. And they're like, oh, everybody else gives you money. But Jesus told us in chapter 2, or in chapter 1, He told us to wait in Jerusalem till you receive power. Chapter 2, we receive power. You received a bad deal. You were born crippled. You got some wonderful people around you and they carry you with their strength to a gate. And kind people put coins in your cup so that you don't die of starvation because you can't work. So you can buy lunch or you can buy dinner or breakfast. But we got something far better. Look at us. Silver and gold we don't have, but what we do have. In other words, the disciples realize we have a power on the inside of us that is greater than any challenge before us. Tonight, I want you to know, Marco and Natalie, would you stand? Tonight, I want you to know, just lift your hands to heaven. I just, I just heard the Holy Spirit saying there's a fresh oil and a fresh anointing coming on you. Tonight, I want you to know that there's a greater, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you don't need to be discouraged. You don't need to be discouraged. In 2008, 2010, remember, remember there was the GFC? And I just said, God, what, what do I do with the GFC? Because, you know, we're trying to buy buildings and, you know, and we didn't have a building back then. And I'm like, oh, you know, do I just, do I wait it out? What do I do? And I felt the Holy Spirit say, well, I actually give you permission not to participate. 
because the GFC is in the world, but when you bring your tithe, God doesn't bless the world. He opens the windows of heaven. And it's like there's no GFC in heaven. We don't have glo global financial crises up here. Did you know that there's no COVID in heaven? Did you know that? There's not one case of COVID in heaven. There's no cancer in heaven. They don't even have disabled parking in heaven. But heaven has power. Heaven has provision. Heaven has resource, sustenance, everything you need. And God wants you to know that there's a power that is available to you. So the heathens, the pagans, the unbelievers, they can struggle. They can go through the, the GFC. They can, but not you. God will make a distinction because you have a power on the inside of you that is greater than anything else around about you. Father, I thank you right now for Marco and Natalie, and I just see a fresh oil and a fresh wave. Your, your faithfulness over the years to the house of God. The Lord would say, because you're so faithful to my house, know theirs, that I am, I am going to show myself even more faithful to your house. Blessing, I'm going to bless you. And, and the word that you shared is a word for you, multiplication. I see just things multiplying in your hands, multiplying in your hands. And, and, and the Lord would say, yes, you are king and priest, king and priest, king and priest. And the Lord would say, do not be afraid to prophesy in the kingdom. Do not be afraid to prophesy in the marketplace. Do not be afraid. The gifts and the anointing in you, they healed him at the gate, not inside the temple, outside the temple at the gate. And then the anointing, God wants you to know the anointing works just as well outside the walls of the church as it does inside the, the walls of the church. It works just as well outside the doors of the church as it does inside the doors of the church. And there's an anointing on you, anointing on you. And I see you commanding. Seven figures becomes eight figures. Incredible prosperity, incredible blessing. Blessed to be a blessing in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now listen, I want to pray for anybody here tonight that is sick. Anybody that is sick. Now, especially if the doctors told you you are terminal. Because one of the things I love about Jesus is He terminates terminal. He terminates terminal. So... If that's you, would you quickly stand to your feet and the power of God is going to hit you. Uh, let me just tell you, uh, sickness is, is something Jesus commands us to heal. It's not like, oh, I really hope that God might, you know, throw a few crumbs in our direction. No, no, Jesus says, go and preach the gospel of the kingdom and heal the sick that are there. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. So there's nobody sick. You must have done a fantastic job last week. Okay, one person. Anybody else? Just stand to your feet. Put your hand on your chest. Would you do that? And if you're around someone that's, that's got signal, would you stretch your hands out towards them? Father, we thank you right now. Right, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There's the anointing already. The Bible says that there is a spirit. If you read your Bible, Satan never gives people healing. But when you see... The, in the book of Job, he gives people sickness. In the Gospel of Luke, a woman is bent over. She's a hunchback. She can't even look up. All she can do is look at the ground. She can't look at the beautiful sky. And Jesus comes to her and he says, Woman, you're loosed from your infirmity. And when the, the Pharisees question him, 
He says, ought not this woman who has been bound by Satan for 19 years. Satan is the author of sickness. It's called a spirit of infirmity. But I want you to know that, that a greater spirit than the spirit of infirmity is here. It's the spirit of the Holy Spirit, Espiritu Santos. And you better believe that the Holy Spirit is a spirit of healing. He is a spirit of power. He is a spirit of transformation. So spirit of infirmity, we break your grip now. I loose you off their lives. I command you to go, 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 go now. In Jesus' name, you do as I say. Every sickness, you leave their bodies, you leave their bodies, you leave their bodies, you leave their bodies in Jesus' Name. If you have pain in an area, search now and see that the pain is gone. The pain is gone, the pain is gone, the pain is gone, the pain is gone, the pain is going. The discomfort leaves you now in Jesus' Name. Now in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Quickly stand to your feet. I've got to do two things. One. I will get in a lot of trouble. Pastor Mike and Katie said, if I don't do this, they'll never invite me back. So I need to do this. If you have children in kids' church, are they in here? So I don't have to release the children? Oh, if you want to go, you are released because we're, we're uh, on the eight o'clock. If you want to go, if you have children, you are released. But if you want to stay, you can stay. I want to pray for anybody right now that has not been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Would you come down? Ben, can we get the band back up? That last song, what was that last song that we sang? Was it Waymaker or was it something before that? This is a move. If you've not been baptized with the Holy Spirit, I want you to come. We're going to pray for you because let me just tell you, you need power. We need power. If you didn't need power, if all you just needed was a, a Bible, Jesus would have given you a Bible. But the disciples, He knew they were going to get a Bible. But He said, I want you to wait in Jerusalem till you receive power. Lift your hands to heaven. Let me just pray over you. Everybody in this building, lift your hands high to heaven. Father, I thank you for blessing. Thank you for blessing. Thank you for blessing. Thank you for blessing. The gentleman there with the, with the blue shirt, with your eyes closed, and I'm pointing to you. Uh, right there, yeah. Yeah, not you, yeah. What's your name? Mike? Mike, I just, as soon as you lifted your hands, I, I heard the Lord say, tell Mike I'm about to visit him. I'm about to visit you. I'm about to visit your home. And there's some things that have been in disorder I'm about to put back into order. There's some things that, that the enemy has, has come in and ransacked, ravaged, ruined. But the Lord is about to visit your home. And He's about to, about to make crooked paths straight. He's about to make rough things smooth. And the Lord would say this. The Lord would say this to you. The devil's a liar. He's been trying to beat you up in here that you deserve this and you should accept this and you should settle for The devil's a liar. God doesn't give you based on your performance. God gives you based on His parenting and He loves you and He is for you. I don't give my kids what they deserve. I give my kids a roof over their head whether they appreciate it or not. I feed them even when they leave a massive mess in the kitchen for mama and papa to clean up. I love my kids. God loves you. And I just heard Him say He's going to visit you. I see Him in your workplace. I'm not, I don't know what you're doing, but the Lord would say there's blessing. Just as you heard me praying for Marco, in the same way, there's blessing coming your way. In fact, I see promotion. Do you know there's a, 
this, this, this might be for more people than just you, Mike, but I want you to receive this. And But this, this is for more people tonight before I pray for these people. There was, a, there was a magnificent German plastic surgeon. Now, I didn't get plastic surgery just because my name's German. I was born, I just, his name is Max Maltz. He's got a book, all right? Called Psycho-Cybernetics. Plastic surgeon, one of the best in Germany. And he noticed something because he would fix people that had burn problems or car accidents that, you know, defamations or they were born with cleft pellets or, you know, things that made them awkward with noses, ears or whatever. And he would do plastic surgery. He noticed something. He noticed a phenomenon. After 20 years, he noticed that there was a phenomenon. And this is the word. And Mike, I want you to receive this word. And then this might be for other people. This is the phenomenon that he noticed. That a man or woman cannot rise above how they see themselves. That it is impossible for a man or a woman to rise above how they see themselves. If you see yourself as no good, if you see yourself as failure, if you see yourself as unworthy, if you see yourself as loser, if you see yourself as no good, a man or woman cannot rise. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. Mike, lift your hands one more time. God is, God is visiting you and he's, he's resetting. He's going to show you how He sees you. He doesn't see you as a sinner that He saved. He sees you as a son that He redeemed. A son that He redeemed. A lost son that He found again and rejoices over and sings over. A son that He went and slaughtered the fatted calf and had a celebration in heaven over. That He put a crown on your head and said, this is my boy. That He watches you from heaven and He bumps the angels and says, look at Him, look at Him. He's magnificent. In 7.6 billion people on the planet, there's not another one like Him. You're unique, you're special. Father, I come against every lie of the devil. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying there are other people here tonight. And the devil beats you up in your head and he tells you, you're no good, you're, you're just junk. You're, in fact, he tries to tell you that because of the mess that you made or because of the mistakes that you made, that this is who you are and you should lower yourself. Do not lower. Do not accept anything less than what God has said. Do not accept anything less than what God has said. I'm not sure who that's for, but Father, I thank you tonight for a restoration, a restoration, a restoration. Because the life is too short to let the devil set the thermostat on your potential. A man or woman will not rise above the way they see themselves. Do not let the devil steal from you. Do not let the devil steal from you. Do not let the devil steal. Do not let the devil steal. Do not let the devil steal, darling. Do not let the devil steal. Do not let the devil steal. The devil's a thief. Do not let the devil steal. You are who God says you are. If you receive that, would you give God a praise? Come on. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.